Mosley show with Stephen Simcox. Thursday afternoon. What a uh, what a day. What a day it has been. Stephen, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you and uh, the great uh, fellows from UNR. Had to pick me up. Uh, had to pick me up a uh, barbecue sandwich, of course, before the show today. Needed kind of a last-minute barbecue sandwich. And about two miles from the house, some things happened. Ran into some issues. And it's what happens in my life, I uh, when I have some issues with a vehicle or something, I just sort of involve a lot of people. So my good buddy Daniel Dunsworth, who you know, went to Baylor with me. And fortunately, he's working from home, or he was working from home today. So he dropped everything and raced to... Uh, to try to, to my aid, uh, I you know I didn't know if this was a triple A. I didn't know what was going to be needed for this deal. But Stephen, kind of, I was able to keep my wits about me, get some help quickly, and I was able to scoot on home uh, and uh, and make it back. And 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 so then I got I got back plugged in, and I got to say, Stephen, I just was enjoying listening to you. I really didn't. I thought, you know what? The show seems to be going better than ever. I think I'll just sit here and listen for a little while. <laughs> well, you were doing but... some good baseball, and you had some. Uh, you were talking about some Baylor, West Virginia, and and I just thought, man, he seems pretty comfortable doing this. Does he really? Do I need to be a part of this? But uh, now I didn't hear anything leading up to that because I was trying to. But I do want to say, Stephen, it is a miracle. And it's a testament to all my buddies and people that know more about cars than I do that I have somehow made it home uh, in time for, I guess, what would amount to our uh, second segment. But good job by you and the guys. Did you and R, did they go a little long today on my behalf? Yeah, we went till uh, a little after 3 o'clock and, and then took a break. And it was fine. I, I Funny thing is, I didn't realize you had been listening and I was talking and had my phone down and then I went to break and I stepped out of the studio for a second and I kind of just forgot like everything that was going on. And I look at my phone and it was like a bomb went off. Like you had texted me like seven times and <laughs> other people were texting me like what's happening. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably I should probably should have told somebody or something. But we're good. We're here. The people missed you on the text line. Um, it was mixed reaction from the first segment. We got some good baseball talk in. So we're set up for the day. Mixed. It was not mixed. It was a good <laughs> It was a solid reaction, I I assure you. But uh, boy, I tell you, thanks. I I'm surprised people weren't running down the hall to jump on with you. But uh, you sounded really good solo, and so that was uh, those are good times. And it is uh, Mosley and Simcox rolling through the day. It's a teamwork. It's a it's a, it's everybody all hands on deck. Now, Stephen. More importantly, I should say I did go ahead and get what we call kind of the, uh, I'm trying to think the name of this. Now, at Tony Demaria's, we call it in Waco, we call it the Dagwood. I was able to secure a sausage and slice brisket, slice beef sandwich, all right? And uh, that is a, uh, it's some jalapeno cheddar sausage. But anyway, that all, I forgot all about that as uh, as all hell was breaking loose, but uh Good to be back with you. And, Stephen, this is the day the Lord hath made, but also it's the day we we have Dave Aranda on, his weekly appearance. And 
we've already, uh, Stephen, I heard you talking about it. We did get uh, some confirmation about uh, the O-line from Baylor, which is exciting. Um, the, uh, the offensive line is, uh, is going to be intact, and it looks like if everything's tracking, of course, they have one more test with all the COVID and everything, but three starting linemen. One who has uh, gone, Xavier Newman-Johnson, for the center for a suspension. And then two, we don't totally know, but believe to be COVID-related. Okay, two more linemen. Maybe contact tracing. We don't know if they had the COVID. But they're going to be back in the lineup. So that's, uh, that's a very exciting thing. Now, a reminder, Stephen, and I'm, I'm sure you've already said this, but um, we do have... Uh, today, we've got some really big things lined up. And uh, Joey Scrivano, the uh, longtime Baylor women's tennis coach, is going to join us. And then, of course, you'll hear the full Dave Aranda's weekly appearance at 520 today. Stephen, let's do this, though, right now. And I, and I think UNR was able to sample a little bit of this as well. This is when we kind of let our people have a sneak peek of, of Dave Aranda. And Stephen took... Uh, a really key piece of it. And so this is your sneak peek at uh, the Dave Aranda's weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. West Virginia team have a Texas product at quarterback, uh, Jarrett Dagey. Um, and, you know, one of the things they've been able to do early in this season is run the ball a little bit. I, as I recall last year, David, I'm sure you've seen the film, um, the O-line sort of got manhandled a little bit by this uh, West Virginia uh, defensive line. Did you look back and take a peek at that? And, and what, do you, uh, what, what do you see from, uh, from this West Virginia team so far as you've uh, prepared for it? No, I did. I, I, watched, I watched that game a couple times. You know, I think it, um, there are some similarities in that game to our first game you know, just this past week. Um, and so in speaking, in speaking to that, you know, the, the Kansas game, um, there, there's, uh, some odd front structure that Kansas, uh, presented. We looked at, we ID, um, a Mike backer to the left and lo and behold, they blitz somebody from the right. And, um, next series we ID somebody to the right and then they, they blitz a guy off the edge to the left. And so there was a, there, you know, especially early in the game, there was a fair amount of that and um, credit to, to Joe and to uh, Larry and, and um, Charlie and them, you know, we, we got it corrected, but that happened um, uh, a fair amount in last year's West Virginia game. The very, the very first play is an example. I think um, when we line up and, it's an odd front and we slide it to one way and pressure comes the opposite. And that continued on again for about the, the first three quarters. And, you know, I think one of them, their game defensively is the amount of linebacker pressure they can bring and stunts and picks and, um, you know, linebackers slash nickel rushes. But they combine that with a really good nose guard that's difficult to block one-on-one. And so when you defend an odd, an odd front structure like this, and, hey, these guys are coming or these guys are coming, you've got to be right with your mic ID. And so you've got to be all, you know, um, there's three down linemen. So we our five will have those three, but then it's where is the fourth rusher coming from? Yeah, that's the whole 
reason for the three-man structure. And so the offense has to figure that out. Um, and there's certain tells and there's certain formations that can stretch certain people certain ways and, and give you a, a, a tip or a clue as to uh, what, what, you know, what it, what's going to end up being. Uh, but you want to be right because, um, you know, if you're wrong and something comes the other way, then it's a, it's a walk-in. And, you know, a way that, um, to not play that game of trying to ID where is, where is it coming from? They're trying to not tell us. We're trying to find out. A way to not play that game is to say, you know what, we're just going to play 5-0. Five, five oh. We're just going to center, take the nose, tackles, take the ends, mm-hmm. two, two guards, you take the linebackers, running back, you take you take the, you know, the fourth guy either way. And um, some people have tried to do that. And the danger with that is that now the center is one-on-one versus probably their best player. And so that's their game, and they 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 play that game pretty good, and so um, you know we we know that uh, uh, pretty fully, and so I I uh, I feel good about our play and kind of where we're going. Tony Field is that linebacker that seems to have making made an immediate impact to transfer from Arizona, and I, I'm I'm sure he's one of those guys you're talking about that uh, you're going to ID. Isn't it interesting over the years all these teams you play? certain positions stand out year after year and with West Virginia to your point on the D line Dave it's like there's always a guy in the 40s in my mind I see a guy number 40 lines up over center and blows things up and uh, whether it's Dana coaching them or whoever it, it, it is interesting how programs sort of pass those things down that's not a bad thing to build around it's true I think when your ability to uh, recruit um, is um, directly tied to the product that's on the field and that's being watched, you know, on Saturdays. And so I think when you have success in, at, a, at a certain position or at a, a certain side of the ball, I mean, there's going to be um, the younger generation that's going to be looking at it and see, you know, I can be that. I can do that. You know, I'm next. You know, save a spot for me. And so, you know, it... it um, it uh, uh, certainly is. Um, it certainly is something that I've, I've noticed as well with West Virginia, and I've always loved their defensive style and how fast they play. And you know, got a lot of respect for them. Talking to Dave Aranda, his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, I started to bring it up earlier, uh, Daigie, that quarterback, uh, and then there their running game uh, in terms of what, what you guys will need to do on the defensive side of the ball. What have you seen from them? They, they don't so far, it doesn't seem like they've got sort of any breakout uh, wide receivers, but you never know when that could change. Uh, but the, but the running game has been impressive and it does seem like Daigie, obviously we remember his brother, um, the Daigies know how to sling it around a little bit. Yeah, he he is a tough quarterback. You know, he's got great instincts. Um, I think he's a football player first and a quarterback second. And so I think, you know, you always want guys that are built that way at quarterback. Uh, We have one on our team right now. Um, uh, I had one on our team last year at LSU that was built that way. And so I think, you know, those – those guys that are built football player first and quarterback second just bring a toughness and the um, a football intelligence that uh, can really separate you. And I feel like he has this this quality. Um, I think their running back, 
is one of the is um, one of the the better running backs we're going to play. Um, I think as this as um, as West Virginia continues to play games, um, I think he's going to continue to assert himself. I think you know they they are a stretch run team, which you know we've only played as you know just one game, but it feels like we've played more because we've prepared for however many and and. Um, the majority of the people that we prepared for were all inside zone teams and um, kind of that more of a downhill run team. And these guys are sideways. And so those old linemen kind of open up and run to the sideline and they'll hook edges. And this is a back that can take the sideline and go and he can stick his foot in the ground and get vertical and cut you pretty, uh, pretty quick. And so, you know, that is, that's different. Um, and so uh, our ability to, to defend the stretch, set edges, get knocked back up front, linebackers build stack, D linemen fall back if needed, um, is going to be a, a critical piece. All right, full interview coming up and some really good stuff on the old line and what's been going on in practice, the musical choices, the musical choices that they have before practice, why they don't use music during practice like some other Big 12 schools do. Uh, Dave Aranda, so good, so interesting. Now, Stephen, I did. I was a little, uh, you know, I felt a little bad lately. I did move him past uh, Matt Rule as far as funniest coach. And um, I did hear from Matt Rule. Not about that, but uh, heard from Matt Rule the other night, Stephen, and uh, Matt Rule was – uh, paying very close attention to the Bears as he was preparing for the first uh, NFL win of his career. And uh, in, in particular, he commented on um, the young Jalen Petrie. Feels like Jalen's been around forever. Hopefully, uh, I mean, if all goes well, get him another year at least after this one. But uh, had a uh, he was very, very proud of that young man. So good to hear from Coach Rule. Always good to hear. From Coach Aranda, Stephen, do you learn things during these uh, during these uh, weekly visits with Dave Aranda? Don't you feel like, in some ways, it's uh, it's kind of like a um, some kind of seminar, like a coaching seminar? I mean, uh, you and I are longtime X's and O's guys, but I mean, a guy like Stretch, don't you think he could learn a lot by listening to Aranda? Just a guy that doesn't quite know as much football as we do. Yes, he is uh, about as open as I've ever been around as far as coaches go. And I, I feel like we always learn something anytime we talk to coach. So, yes. uh, really generous how he kind of breaks that stuff down. And I don't understand all the terminology he uses, but I think I, I get enough of it usually to at least try to follow what he's saying. And I'm kidding. Stretch knows. Glenn Stretch Smith on that game time show, he knows his X's and O's. In fact, I've had to get on to him in the past even – He'll, he'll call somebody like a simpleton or a, a football simpleton. I'm just like, hey, buddy, listen, not everybody has coached and scouted their entire career. <laughs> not everyone's All watching right? the All-22 every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just like, calm down. Like, he, he, just, he, was, he was just kind of talking about, you know, this person and that person. I'm like, what do you say about me? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know, Matt. <laughs> I know, I know, I know I don't. But, boy, when he and Tom Barfield get together, that's some football knowledge right there. That's two football guys. And uh, and they like to dig in, and they do some really good work. That's that game time show, 10 to noon, immediately following 
the John Morris Show, and then, of course, UNR from 12 to 3 each and every afternoon. All right, Stephen, it's time. It's time. You know I know all the big ones. I know where all these big games are. High school, football, it's time to pick the games. We do it next. Recently on Game Time. Okay, so stretch just before, and I'm talking seconds before the microphone's open. Well, you, you know, I, I look at Garrett and, and say, the beauty of baseball to me is that there's no there's no clock. And uh, he goes, oh, no, no, no I mean, they're too long. And that's fine to have that opinion. I said, well, Garrett, you got to understand, you're young and I'm old. He goes, well, that's true. He, hey. just, just, he just threw me under the bus for being a little elderly. I, no, that's, you know, I think after yesterday with the dog incident, you were owed that one. <laughs> okay. Is that oh, oh, yeah, that's right. He wanted to. He wanted to name too much after you yeah. and I. Wasn't that, wasn't that a very kind thing to do? See, I got yeah. our back stretched. <laughs> hey, hey, that away. That away, Gary. Don't, hey, don't take it, buddy. Just stab a... him back whenever he tries to whenever he tries to throw one of those singers at you. One of the many things that happened is uh, is memory, and I forgot all about that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, clearly. Nope. <laughs> this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchy Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchy Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchy Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchy Group at 1-800-258-8302. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and to CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at Automatic Chef Canteen. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. 
Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. The Lakers take game one of the NBA Finals, 116-98. Game two coming up tomorrow night at 8. Houston wins their series over the Twins with a 3-1 win. Tampa Bay also punches their ticket to the next round, beating the Blue Jays. And the Yankees sweep their series as well over the Indians. Oakland evens their series with a win over the White Sox, 5-3. More playoff baseball today, starting with Cincinnati at Atlanta, Miami and the Cubs, the White Sox and the A's, St. Louis and San Diego, and Milwaukee and the Dodgers with the nightcap. Keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas for updates all day. Tonight on Thursday Night Football, it's Denver and the New York Jets. Both teams looking for their first win of the season. Kickoff at 720. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Simcox, Thursday afternoon, beautiful day. We uh, roll in on this day, baseball all over the place. Steven got games, boy, Houston already wrapped it up. Hated to see that. Hated to see the dreaded Astros. Oh, they cut corners, but they found a way in the misery of the Twins, a team that former had former greatness with Kirby, Herbeck, that whole crew, Dan Gladney. They used to be awesome, and they're, they just can't get it done, even though they got a really good organization. Well, I would give anything, though, if the Rangers could do that, if they could even knock on the door, if they could even get to the playoffs. I mean, we'd all throw a party around here. Steven, we're about to do these um, these high school picks. And, man, I love it. Golly, I loved having Coach Stewart on the other day. And I uh, continue to, um, you know, my, my, my adopted team, whoo. Salado, I love that Salado program. Love what Coach Hare's doing there. But I like a lot of these teams, and uh, I will jump on the bandwagon occasionally, like I've kind of done with Temple here lately after that uh, after that great performance. But uh, Stephen, I did want to welcome, and we'll talk more about them later in the program. Stephen, give a welcome to the Baylor Club, a uh, great great place there at out at McLean Stadium, and uh, they have. Boy, they're back with us in a big way, and um, we uh, we're so happy to have such incredible sponsors like CNC Collision, like uh, our title sponsor, Central National Bank, and then uh, Coriel Health. But let's welcome Stephen, if you would, the Baylor Club, the world famous famous Baylor Club, is back with us, and uh, we're so excited about that. Baylor Club, excited to have you back. I know. Um, it's just, it's been a rough six months for all, all the businesses in here in central Texas, but Baylor club is still making it happen. And we're happy to have them back on the air with us and, and glad that they're going full throttle here as we, uh, get into football season. 
And, Stephen, if you listen, our listeners receive preferred joining incentives by mentioning us. How about that? You know how you get special things if you mention us over at Shorty's Pizza Shack? At least you did during the Stanley Cup Final. I bet Salazar's kind of like, mostly enough. Enough. Stop offering all these specials. <laughs> People are still running in there like, hey. Mosley <laughs> I know, told I'm me. I'm a Mosley fan. <laughs> free pizza. Free pizza. I know Mosley. Uh, call April or Stephanie over there at uh, at the at the Baylor Club, 254-710-8080. 254-710-8080 for special ESPN Radio Central Texas offers. All right. Steven, next we'll let you we'll let everybody know if they have a rum tasting over there. Wasn't that your favorite thing when uh when John John used to mention that? I don't know if he ever did. John John's too above board to be talking about that, but boy, they do some fun stuff over there at the uh, at the Baylor Club, and we're so happy. Mike Mosel, Stephanie, the whole gang over there—they do it. April, they do a really, really nice job, and we're excited to have them. All right, Stephen. Oh man, this is when this is the time of the week I get really excited. Before we start making our picks in the high school pick'em contest, Stephen, can you run down the records? Can you run down the records for us from last week? I mean, I'm, uh, I am, uh, ooh, in this Magnolia well, West game, that's the one. That's the <clears> one I've got my eye on, although Midway, which both those games will be on our air, Westlake, you talk about a program. You talk about a monster program. Have at it, Midway. Have at it, man. Uh, what, how are we doing? Matt, Ward continues to cheat. He is 8-2 and two on the season. But oh, – no. Congratulations to you, Matt Mosley. With your big Franklin pick last week, you defeated me in high school pickums. You went six and four. I went five and five. You will now lead all our high school segments from now on. Good job, Matt. Um, yeah, but, I'm happy to. But I'm happy to do that. That was a great pick. Uh, picking the Franklin Lions. Yeah. And you went six and four. Tom went six and four. Garrett, myself, and Q went five and five. And um, Ward's in the lead. He leads me by seven games now. Garrett's third, Q's fourth. And Matt, with your big week, you're now ahead of stretch. So you can hold that over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all the studying I've been doing. Steven, I've been looking pretty hard at, at a lot of these programs. And uh, this is going to be this is going to be a fun week. Now, Steven, I'm going to switch it up a little bit on you, okay? I, I, I like to start – with a couple of games that uh, are very, very attractive to, to me, and a lot of these games are, for that matter. But um, Temple at Magnolia West. Well, Temple will take on all comers. They dispatched of Longview, but uh, Coach Stewart has been trying to get them, hey, let's not get too satisfied. I'm sure there was all sorts of bandwagon jumpers going on when uh, Ward and Q were out at the Wings place in Temple. Well, that's a good place, and uh, they were they were doing the show with Coach Stewart. I believe that was uh, was that last night, Stephen. I know it was earlier this week. That was, the, and it was okay. uh, it was packed in there. Everybody's excited. Wow! After that, yeah. uh, winning is Longview. No, and that's not bandwagon. That's unfair to say that. Temple. Oh people no! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean very. That yeah, no, I'm the one who said it. No, you don't need to apologize. I'm Temple people are very loyal to that program. All right, I uh, I am gonna go. 
I'm having a hard time here because I could see Magnolia West catching Temple, feeling a little bit good about themselves, but I am going to keep riding with Temple in this one. Yeah, Magnolia West has a really good offense, uh, so I think they'll be able to kind of keep pace with Wildcats, but I think Temple ultimately wins this game. You know, Midway has has uh, tried to do some things to fortify its, um, its secondary. In fact, um, a, a young guy that uh, – I'd been following that it was really good kind of uh, wing back or guy that could play in the slot a little bit, moved over to cornerback. My midway insider tells me a lot of these things. And uh, thank you, Sean Hunt. The um, I would say that I'm going to have to go with Westlake here. You know, that's the tradition. And Midway's got great tradition too. But just what they've done recently grabs my attention and they will throw it all around the yard. Give me Westlake in this one. I'm taking Westlake as well, but Midway will be fine. Coach Hume always schedules tough non-district opponents. Uh, maybe a tough night on Friday night, but Midway is going to be okay in the long run. They're a really good team. All right, it looks like we got the hippos involved. Is that right? Do we have a hippos involved in one of these games? And um, that is Waco going to Hutto. Waco coming off a big win. And uh, really coming out and uh, putting up some offense, got down, but then responded really well. Uh, Steven, I'm going to let you pick this one first. All right, thanks, Matt. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, hippo and lion talk on on UNR today. Apparently hippos are much more aggressive animals than I than I would have known. But um, really nice win for Waco High last week. However, I'm going to go with, with Hutto in this game. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Hutto as well. And uh, in the wild, the hippo is a more dangerous animal than you would think. I did want to say, uh, Stephen just got word that the Dallas Zoo, I was reading this in the Dallas Morning News, the Dallas Zoo, three lion cubs, three new lion cubs were born after sort of a breeding program was put into play and things took, relationship worked. And uh, Stephen, I think that's how that works And three Lion cubs have come into this world, and that they'll be on display at the uh, Dallas Zoo. Steven, I know you like to get the kids all to the zoos. Love the one in Waco. Out there, uh, Cameron Park, out toward that uh, direction. Love that one. But, uh, Steven, occasionally you got to branch out, look at the Fort Worth Zoo, look at the Dallas Zoo. Your kids will love the zoo. Go check out the new, uh, the new lion cubs. All right, uh, Steven, this university game has my attention Go, uh, please pick that one as well. Yes, University against Granberry. Uh, Granberry, really uh, explosive offense. I think Granberry takes this one. Granberry, in addition to explosive offense, has more bed and breakfast per capita <laughs> than, any, than any town in Texas. Even more than Salado? Yeah, more than Salado. I, the only thing that could give them a run for their money is in East Texas, Jefferson. Jefferson loves a good bed and breakfast. But per capita, I think Granberry may lead the United States, at least the, at least Texas. So we're going to go with Granberry there. Um, Robinson, the Rockets uh, go to Connolly. Boy, this thing, this is, uh, boy, this, uh, they're calling this the Barfield Bowl, the, the Tom Barfield Bowl, a man who has ties to both of those uh, high school programs. Steven, which way are you going here? I'm going to go with uh, with Conley in this one, Matt, taking the cadets. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go with the cadets as well. 
Uh, Shane will get that thing going out there. Uh, La Vega versus Life Waxahachie. Not really sure uh, what to say about. I mean, I used to play against Waxahachie. Life Waxahachie sounds like some kind of slogan or something, or, or like some. Is that a Christian school? I don't know. That's a different. That's a different school than I'm used to. I always trust in La Vega, though. Uh, I love that. I love that program. And though that uh, they had that, they picked up that one tough loss early this season. I, I I ride with La Vega in this one. I'm taking La Vega as well in that one, Matt. Um, yeah, an interesting, another interesting game this week. Three and one, Lorena, excuse me, against two and two Troy. Troy opening district play, and I'll take uh, the Troy Trojans in that game, Matt. All right, uh, I am going to go with Troy as well, and uh, love. Uh, Love what they do out there in Troy. That's I also love to kind of honor uh, Coach Stewart's father, all the great years he had out there with that baseball program. Uh, we were talking to him about that earlier this year. Give me, give me Troy in that one. That leaves us with a couple of games. All right, um, you're a man from McGregor. That is your homeland, but they do have to go to Academy. That's a hot team. I mean, that's a team that. Uh, and both these teams have already got five games under the belt. Hey, hey, it's going to take more than the COVID to bring these schools down. So I'm, I apologize, uh, Stephen. I'm going to have to go with Academy in this one. Okay, well, turn your mic off for the rest of the day. Um, I'm going to go with the McGregor Bulldogs. I've picked against Mike Shields' team a couple times. I've heard about that around town. That would Thank make you. management happy. Thank you to the loyal. <laughs> Thank you to the loyal McGregorites who tell me. Uh, when I've been wrong about this, I'm I'm rolling with the Bulldogs in this one. All right, Bulldogs. Uh, ooh, I like that. I like what you're doing there. A couple more left here. Salado and Gatesville. Love Gatesville. Love Coriel Health. Love that facility and what they do. But uh, under Coach Hare, that Salado thing has is really rolling right now. Uh, give me Salado uh, to win big in that one. Gatesville coming off their first win in 14 games. Uh, Luke Howard's doing a nice job there. But, yeah, I think Salado's just just too explosive. That slot T, they've got it rolling. They really do. And they, they got those splash guards out there, Stephen. In the fight against COVID, Coach Hare has secured most of the splash guards in the state of Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. Franklin at Riesel. Ooh, I used to spend some time out in Riesel. There used to be a place out there, Stephen Axtell. I think there was an Axtell, the Riesel. We used to go out there to the farm a little bit. Um, I would say, boy, I tell you, I rode with Franklin. I rode with Franklin last week to glory. I'm going to do it again. Yes, the the fighting Matt Mosley's now, the Franklin Lions. Maybe that's why you took them, because they remind you of Kaufman. Um, I'm going to take Franklin as well. They've done a really nice job bouncing back after a, a tough couple games to start the season. All right, there it is. There it is. Uh, did you know the TV show? Uh, did you know there was a Franklin uh, on a famous TV show back in the day? Stephen, are you familiar with that? I did not know that. So see if anybody on a text line or old-timers will know this. What cartoon was the title character Franklin? Do you know it? I'll buy you a slice of pizza if you get this without looking. 254-662-1660 is the CNC collision text line. All right, it is um, 4 o'clock. 
I mean, we have rolled right through this. Stephen, when when I don't show up till about 3.15, the show really seems to fly along. It is time for something we call Campus Confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some major SEC football ahead of us this week. In addition to some great Big 12 matchups, all of that is next. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. If you spend $20, you can use a coupon. Well, none of us have spent $20 by ourselves. If we all come together like butt cheeks, we'll have over the $20 threshold. We can use a coupon to get a discount. That makes sense to me. Of course it did. And I mean, I contributed $10 to it. No, you didn't. And Steven gave $10. Well, no, Steven didn't do anything. Steven just... Yeah, I didn't do anything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, not talk about me, though. Unnecessary Roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments, only at Genco FCU. Refinancing will lower your rate and lower your payment. Actually, pay less for your vehicle. Then two winners have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today and save your money. With every loan refinanced, Genco will donate to a school fund for two schools to win a $1,500 donation. The two schools with the most votes win. Vote today and every day until December 4th. Go to GencoFCU.org. No purchase necessary to vote. Refinance and pay less for your vehicle. Keep your payments for 90 days and help your school win cash. Annual percentage rates subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor. And he was trying to sell him a car and uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> Didn't end well. This classic Matt Mosley Show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition supplements has what your body needs cooper complete has a special offer just for listeners to the matt mosley show buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code espn 2020 that's three bottles of cooper complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code espn 2020 at coopercomplete.com live longer live better with cooper complete nutritional supplements 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. The Lakers take game one of the NBA Finals, 116-98. Game two coming up tomorrow night at 8. Houston wins their series over the Twins with a 3-1 win. Tampa Bay also punches their ticket to the next round, beating the Blue Jays. And the Yankees sweep their series as well over the Indians. Oakland evens their series with a win over the White Sox, 5-3. More playoff baseball today, starting with Cincinnati at Atlanta, Miami and the Cubs, the White Sox and the A's, St. Louis and San Diego, and Milwaukee and the Dodgers with the nightcap. Keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas for updates all day. Tonight on Thursday Night Football, it's Denver and the New York Jets. Both teams looking for their first win of the season. Kickoff at 720. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Steve, do you... Did we get Freddie Coleman to do that for us? Did that? That's pretty cool. Freddie Coleman from ESPN. Really, that guy's got a kind of a Freddie Coleman sound. He has a great voice. Oh, I love that guy. Matt Mosley. Man, I, I, I could just hear that all day. Steven, play that one more time if you don't mind. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Okay, let's do that a few more times. I love that. All right, get some breaking news involving the Baylor Bears. And we're going to do some Baylor at um, at 420. And uh, Joyce Gravano, the uh, longtime women's uh, tennis coach at Baylor, is going to join us. And they've got... Uh, Oh, man, they got big doings coming up. That's a great team, been a great team for a long time, and it's really cool to see them back in action. Joyce Gravano and, uh, does a great job for the Bears, and we'll, he'll join us at 420 for some tennis talk. Steven, do you like it when I talk tennis? I, mean, I you do, realize man. I played tennis at Kaufman High School. Yes, that was real to me when we talked to Brad Strickland last week. He told me you uh... – you ran into some issues with Highland Park. They had better, uh, a more diverse racket situation than you did. <laughs> Brad Might be about the only diversity at Highland Park. Brad Strickland. Really? Nothing from that one? That was pretty good. What, I know, but what was I? I'm just trying to remember. Okay. I'm just trying to remember when I said that. Brad. Okay. Brad it Shelton. Is. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> threw that whole thing off. <laughs> I wanted to go with you, and I just couldn't. Air was, check I that just, one. <laughs> I just didn't know what the world you were talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could have just gone with it. but <laughs> No, I, it's I fine. There, I messed there it all used up. to be a Brad Strickland. There was a Scott Strickland who was at Baylor, and he's now the AD at Florida. I'm pretty sure Brad Strickland is like, the head official for the Waco football chapter. Yeah, and then there was a Brad somebody who was the PA man at Baylor. I think he was the one years ago. This was prior to Derek. 
Yep. Said, Waco football chapter. That's what he, I was thinking of. He said, uh, he said Baylor has just defeated or something. Baylor has just smacked down the number three Longhorns or something. He said something after the game, and Rick Barnes or whoever it was complained. He had to he had to apologize. I think this guy's name was Brad, big tall guy, Brad Strickland, nice guy. Man, all right, um, landed Steve a great got, Highland Park joke and just ruined it all. That's okay, buddy. The uh, the 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 breaking news is the Baylor Bears now have a date against Gonzaga. Now, Stephen, I'm a little bit concerned. I feel like um, I, I I feel like Mac Rhodes and I worked this, had been working on this together, and I felt I, don't you feel like he should have announced this on our program? So I'm gonna probably text him. And well, he didn't very... go. He didn't go with your idea. That's probably why he's. Oh, is that away. it? Okay. Yeah. He and I, I. I think they went around our idea. We wanted them to play in Orlando, but December fifth, the Bears and Gonzaga could end up ranked one and two in the country, depending on who you believe. One and two um, will play a game. I believe it's going to be on CBS at Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. That is where the, uh, the that's where the Indianapolis uh, the, the Pacers play, I believe, right there at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, and uh, they're in Indy, and that'll be a great time. Now I don't know if fans will be allowed. Who knows by then? Maybe we'll have December fifth. Stephen, could we have could we have some vaccines floating around? I noticed a couple of Baylor graduates or Baylor people. And doctors have have been working on a vaccine. I saw that news today, which is always kind of fun to see. I'd like to see Baylor be first to uh, come up with a vaccine. Uh, Stephen, December 5th, Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indy. Any other details we need to share on that front? It'll be on CBS, so national television. Uh, no time yet, but, yeah, a really great – so. John Rothstein ran down the first five games of the season for Baylor. Um, Empire Classic, they're going to play two games there against either Villanova, Boston College, and Michigan. Then they play at Seton Hall. Then they play in the Jimmy V Classic, and they play Gonzaga. So just a a fantastic non-conference schedule put together by uh, Scott Drew and the Bears. It'll be fun to watch them as they get out of the gates in uh, in late November. Um, Jimmy V Classic, I think with the thing we were doing – I thought Gonzaga was in that. Yeah, they're so both, there, so but they're only playing one game, so I guess they just couldn't get that worked out. Yeah, that's a weird one, but I think they did want this to be kind of a standalone contest, huge marquee moment, and maybe playing in like a showcase in the Orlando bubble wouldn't quite give it the pizzazz that December 25th. Now, Stephen, you remember the, um, the season's going to start November 25th, so you're going to have to hit the ground running. And there, within about ten days, you got to be ready. You got to turn around, and you got to play the, the either the first or second best team in the country. All right, and boy, I, I guarantee you, there's Jayhawks out there. They're not better than us. Baylor's not better than us. Well, look at the rankings. I'm sorry. It looks like the Bears will be the number one ranked team in the Big Twelve going into the season. Now, will they finish that way? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this would be the year to finally win one of those Big 12 titles. Last year, they did everything but that. They did they accomplished a million different things. Five weeks is number one. They won at Fog Allen. They pretty much did it all. They just lost to Kansas at home and then uh, dropped uh, 
uh, they, they kind of were leaking oil a little bit at the end of the season. And uh, I think they would have rallied in the tournament. Of course, we'll never know. But they're bringing all, all sorts of, like, reinforcements in and then bringing back arguably their two best players. All right. I feel bad saying that, Stephen. You, know, uh, you know our man, you know he gets a little upset if, if you put anybody ahead of him. The, uh, the, 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 one of the great rebounders and defenders in the uh, conference. It is, uh, you know, you, vital is not a guy who likes you putting anybody ahead of him. And I shouldn't. He's right there. I'm going to say the three best players return. I'm going to include Vital right there in the midst of that because he decided to stay at Baylor as well. All right, Stephen, uh, in other news, um, this was something that you came up with. And um, this is interesting, Stephen. Now, we, we have the A&M game and that's that that is and we'll talk about that for a second a and m and alabama play and steven i might ought to try we probably should try to get gene stallings on tomorrow because he's got ties at both of those places that's like the voice of god when it comes to those two organizations but that is this seems to be a time where i'm not saying the aggies have to i mean they don't have to win the game but if they, if they get rocked off, I mean, if they just get knocked off the field, especially after just kind of messing around against Vandy and winning that thing 17-12, th- th- there's going to be calls for a quarterback change. There's going to be people doubting Jimbo. I mean, you just can't. When you pay Jimbo what Jimbo's making, which is, I don't know, Stephen, is it $7.5 billion a year? It's an insane amount. And you you can't go up. You got to stay in these games at least. You got to go and you got to be competitive. Now, why do they have a chance to be competitive? Well, because I don't think Alabama, to this point, has what you would call a lockdown quarterback. Right now, they have sort of a caretaker quarterback. Now he may be fine. He may end up. Uh, Stephen, is it Mac? Is that that kid's Mac name? Mac Jones, yeah. Yeah, Mac Jones. Oh, man, we just lost. We just lost a great uh, – we just lost Mac Davis. But um, Mac Jones, that that is an interesting player. I don't know yet if he's like more of a uh, McElroy type. Hey, hey, win the game, but, I mean, but basically don't lose the game. Or if he can go out there and lead comebacks and put a lot of points on the board. A&M has some good defensive talent. They can keep you down on the defensive side of the ball. But Kellen and the gang are going to have to get going, and they're going to have to sustain some form of a running game. Uh, I, I, Stephen, have you looked at the – tomorrow we'll pick the games. If I had to guess, I don't have this in front of me right now. Stephen, I would say, I would say that Alabama is favored by 17 points over the Aggies. It sounds like a big number. It may end up be it may be more like fourteen, but that's what I would guess is the number. A uh, and M as a road underdog. But uh, a, a, you nailed it. Seventeen and a half. Alabama is, is the favorite. So you know, you would almost think I've gambled at some point in my life. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, and, and Stephen. In other news, we need to be on time here because we got. Joey Stravano. These Baylor coaches are always really Johnny on the spot. These they show up on time, which is you know kind of unlike us, Stephen. The uh, 
the first college football playoff selection committee ranking has been pushed back one week to November 24th. Executive Director Bill Hancock told ESPN on Thursday. The date was moved from November 17th after all 10 FBS conferences announced their intentions to play a fall football season. The 13-member selection committee will announce its fifth and final ranking on Selection Day, December 20th. It will be the fewest number of weekly rankings during the playoff era because of the ongoing pandemic. Hancock said, now that we know all conferences starting dates, this change will allow the committee to analyze another week of games. I would simply say, to heck with the Pac-12. To heck with the Big Ten. I mean, these three conferences that hung in there and decided to play, the only reason the Pac-12 and the Big Ten is playing is because these other three conferences decided to go. So any, anybody who th- is trying to be beholden to these uh, to the Pac-12 and at Big Ten, this is not a, oh, hey, we'll wait for you. Oh, I'm sorry, we won't go on ahead. No, no, no. They made their choice. They tried to be leaders. They tried to shut down the fall season, okay? And they short-circuited everything. And the Big 12 kind of saved the day, basically. Mac Rhodes, Bob Bowlesby, all the gang. President Livingstone, she was out front on this stuff. They kind of saved the day and helped run interference for the ACC and uh, the SEC. So I, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear any of this talk of, well, we're going to, we're going to, so we can gather some more evidence. We're going to hold up and wait on the Pac 12. They should not wait on the Pac 12 to do anything. In fact, the Pac-12 should just be viewed as a spring season. I, I would, if they had have said, you know what, game locked. We'll let the Big Ten in, but the Pac-12 decided too late, and Larry Scott cannot come to the table. Because on top of everything else, Stephen, what's Larry Scott been doing, the Pac-12 commissioner, begging for extra spots to the playoff? Now, I'm all for it. If they want to go to six or eight, it would not be the end of the world. It would have helped Baylor and TCU back in 2014. But don't be whiny, show up late, show up late, and, and then, and, oh, we got some new tests. We got some new tests. We can play now. And then expect everybody to wait on you. Bill Hancock, you should have drawn a line in the sand. And don't be moving back the rankings to accommodate these latecomers. All right, Stephen, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Let's talk to Coach Scrivano, the, uh, the really one of the, one of the greatest – Women's tennis coaches, really any gender uh, tennis coaches in the country. Joyce Gravano joins us next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies, and once again tonight it's going to be pretty calm with Low humidity and temperatures falling to 51 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit cooler with highs topping out at 79. And on Saturday, mostly sunny skies, a little bit warmer with a high of 83. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans 
in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw waco.org to get started neighborworks waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority neighborworks waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way plus neighborworks waco supports coach dave aranda in baylor athletics all the way sick'em bears the Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, buy, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, more than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Bird Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerTheWeek.com. Bird Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Dave Aranda's weekly appearance coming up at 520. You'll hear all of that. Some good football talk. And uh, we kind of analyze it from every possible angle, even this West Virginia, what they look like, how they're slanting along the defensive line. This man has been at it for, my goodness, hard to believe, but 19 seasons now. Joey Scrivano, women's uh, tennis coach at Baylor, joining us now. Joey, does it does it feel that long, or does it feel like it's uh, it's flown by? That uh, that was an amazing. I, I looked that up earlier today, and it really uh, jumped out at me. Yeah, Matt. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely. Uh, flown by and it's it's been a lot of fun and it's still going so i'm 
just trying to stay in the moment and keep enjoying it. Well, when you uh, when you started to get your players back in and everything, tennis can be you know such an individual sport at times. Uh, what um, what kind of was everybody? Had everybody done a really good job? I'm sure you'd been keeping in touch with everybody via Zoom and, and keeping tabs as much as you could. What was that experience like? And 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 how long did it did it take to kind of get everybody where you needed them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think at first we were dealing with just the shock that the season was over and, and not only was, you know, the season over, but now we're dealing with this pandemic. And so there was a, there was a definitely a transitional period there where we just kind of had to let things settle in. And, and uh, we, we were, you know, in constant communication with the athletes, but a lot of it was just listening to them and, and hearing you know, their, their thoughts and what they were feeling at that moment. And, you know, gradually with time and more information about the virus and, and, and a lot of the positive news about college uh, sports coming back, it, it kind of got everybody's excitement um, going. And, and then, of course, uh, you know, Baylor, you know, announced that, hey, we were going to have in-person class and, and Baylor Athletics uh, was committed to, to trying to make this work. Uh, this fall and and so ever since that then it, it really gave our kids a lot of purpose and and gave them hope that you know they were going to be able to do what they love to do what do you think what is this team every team is different but uh you bring some great uh experience back jessica hinojosa comes to mind you know angie is a uh, uh you know been around a, a good leader for you what um what what do you what stands out so far? And you're about to put them into action and really get some great mm-hmm. feedback. But what um, what about this team really jumps out at you at this point? And does this feel like one of those teams that could really do some damage? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and you're right. You know, players like uh, Jessica and Angie have a wealth of experience. You know, they've they've um, been through a lot of big moments, big situations, and have grown. Uh, quite a bit uh, over the years. So, you know, uh, in working with players like them, you can just see that there's a calming effect that they have on the team. Um, they, they know what this is all about, and, and uh, they definitely want to lead their uh, mark, you know, before their, their careers are done. They, they definitely want to do something special. So, you know, we have players like, like Jessica and Angie with a lot of experience, and then we have, uh, the just our regular seniors, you know, Lydia Krause and Christina Sorcolette, and, and you know, they seem like they're younger players, but you know, they're seniors. So we we have four players with just tremendous amount of experience, and and uh, you know as well as anybody, uh, experience really does matter when you're trying to do something as difficult as you know, win a Big Twelve championship or or win the NCAA's. It, it definitely can can uh, help tremendously. All right, you were fading on us a little bit there, Coach. So if you can, uh, if you could step oh, over sorry. to maybe a little different part of the uh, office or wherever you're, or the court, <laughs> wherever you're doing this from, maybe find a little bit better cell. But you did start yeah. to come back to us toward the uh, 
uh, into that. Wait, walk us through a little bit about what this season will look like. We're trying to, uh, you know, I've been following soccer as well, and mm-hmm. they'll, of course, be able to at least be eligible for some of the spring championships. As you understand it at this point, what the NCAA is trying to put on, we're learning more and more about the, the winter and spring sports. How, how does it impact you, and, and what all will you be eligible for? Walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, you know, as of right now, um, obviously we we are, um, you know, we are we are going to be able to play some some um, fall events, which is you know absolutely fantastic. And um, and I think in tennis, the reason for that is because we have an individual season in May as well as the team season. So you know, these student athletes um, need to have some individual, uh, results so they can qualify for an individual national championship. Um, in regards to the spring, you know, everything looks like we're moving forward. You know, the, the schedule may be a little bit more re- regionalized than years past, um, which just makes a lot of sense, you know, just to, to avoid, uh, or limit the amount of air travel. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it's, it's just really great to see that uh, our leadership in, in college athletics is moving forward and understanding that, you know, this, this virus is something we're going to have to live with. And the sooner we can push forward, the better. And uh, I know that my student athletes um, are really excited about it and, and they're, you know, they're up for the responsibility of staying healthy, staying safe, you know, creating a bubble within our team to make sure that we have a chance to play a season. Well, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, fascinating to watch it all play out. Joyce Gravano, uh, women's tennis coach at Baylor, joining us. What does it do for a program? You've had some top recruits over the over the past uh, nineteen seasons, but uh, Audrey Bach uh, Collins, number mm-hmm. uh, two recruit in the country. I mean, what does it do for a program when you when you go get somebody that pretty much everybody's after? Uh, mm-hmm. Can can like one player like that almost galvanize an entire program? Yeah, definitely. You know, adding a player of, of Audrey's caliber, uh, it only helps your, your program and your team. And uh, it really sends a message to other recruits that, hey, Baylor's a great place to go to school. It's a great place to go and, and uh, play, play tennis and improve your game. So, you know, Audrey's uh, definitely a great addition to our team. But, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's the entire program. And, you know, for us, it, we're going to go as far as our players develop. So, you know, in the last season in March when, when uh, our season got uh, canceled, you know, it was like really up until that point, it was like being in the eye of a hurricane. Every player was improving, and it was so much fun to see these young players developing and seeing older players adding new parts to their game and, uh, we were really something special was coming together. And, and now we're just, you know, we're just trying to rekindle that and, and create that. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight, but, but I do believe that this team's going to really come together and do something special this season. All right. Who has the, who has the biggest serve on, on the team right now? I'm sure you get the, uh, get the gun, gun out occasionally and, and are able to get the radar on it, who would you um, who could, who just lights it up, and is it one of your? Uh, seems like a so the taller players generally end up with those monstrous uh, 
uh, mile per hour serves? <laughs> well, that's that's a great question, um, and you know, uh, yeah, if just straight up, I mean, uh, Anastasia Hartinova ha- has the best serve. She's a left-hander. You know, she's about five ten. Um, you know, she was 18 in the world in the juniors, so she's she's one heck of a player. But um, you know, the serve is kind of the the uh, secret sauce to her game. And in a sport like tennis, I mean, it's pretty simple. The the better server usually wins. So we spend an enormous amount of time trying to master the serve, and and uh, there's so many parts to it. You know, if, if someone's serving well, it's not because of one thing. It's going to be because they do, you know, three or four things really well. And the same if, if a player doesn't serve well. So we spend a, a tremendous amount of time on that part of the game. And, and it's exciting to see how much better our entire team is, is becoming at, at the service game. All right. How excited are you to see uh, your team play in this upcoming uh, TCU Invitational? I was looking at some of those teams pretty strong. Got a couple of uh, mm-hmm. SEC teams in there. And then, obviously, some teams from uh, the Big 12. This is an individual tournament. What are you, uh, what are you looking to uh, see in what is an ITA-sanctioned event? Yeah, well, we're really excited just to get back on the, the court and competing, uh, you know, just to do competing again. But, you know, from a coach's perspective, you know, there, there's only so much you can do in practice. I mean, you're not going to be able to create the same pressure and – anxiety that uh, a tournament, uh, you know, brings. So it's just a chance for our players to, to get under the lights, you know, get those, those uh, emotions going where they, you know, the anxiety comes and the pressure and, and, and our job as coaches, not only help them with their serves and help them become better at the fundamentals of the game, but a big part of it is helping them with the mental game. So there's no substitute for competing against really tough competition where, you know, you're not, you're not in the shallow end playing with the little kids. You're in the deep end. You're getting in, in, into a real battle. And uh, that's, that's definitely what this tournament's going to do for us. If, if Kyle Robards, if you had gotten him earlier in his career with, with his height, do you think you could have turned him into something? Could he have – I mean, he looks like his wingspan – he could have uh, pre- presented some tremendous serves, but I, I fear that um, I fear that uh, we, it's too late to really work with him. Well, he he definitely looks like he has the genetics to to play a lot of sports, um, you know. But it ultimately, uh, I mean, tennis is really hard, and I've seen uh, some really incredible athletes. I played tennis with Bryce Petty one time, yeah. and I think everybody knows who that guy is, and. I mean, he. I think he was shocked at how difficult the sport is. Um, I got him serving, and he was he was def, he was serving some you know bombs probably in the 120s, uh, which is incredible for a non-tennis player to just go do that. But but the rest of the game became very difficult for him. He 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 looked very uncoordinated on the <laughs> tennis court. So. Uh, tennis does that to people, and, and that's actually you know why I played it, because it was so stinking hard. Uh, I was like, I, I just got to try to master this, and, and that's that's kind of what what tennis and golf, you know, they they really can uh, get you hooked. Yeah, well, I'm I'm smart enough not to ever step out there with any of your uh, your your players. I mean, that's a level. <laughs> 
Uh, I think I may still have my old Wilson Sting somewhere out in the garage, but uh, I think one, even if I got my racket on it, it would uh, it would bust the strings, so it would be a bad deal. But uh, listen, we're excited for you. You've had a remarkable career. I think I was I saw some stat where you had twelfth uh, most wins for an active coach in all the country. Some of these guys have been doing it even longer than you. You know, thirty years and that kind of thing. So congratulations on that. I think it was four fifty one. So. Let's um, mm. let's just keep adding to that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, it's all about the players. So we keep recruiting well and uh, and and helping the players get better. Then then uh, anything's possible. That's right. Also helps to be married to a really good marketing person, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's the brains behind this operation. So uh, yeah, that she she's tremendous, and she loves tennis now, and uh, she's a big part of our team. Well, she uh, she does a great job, but Courtney does. Listen, uh, great catching up with you. We will follow you, and then we are bandwagon jumpers. The minute you you know get close to the elite eight or or, or final four, we will we will jump on board and we will front run. Okay, we reserve the right to do that. I, I love it. No problem. But we're going to try <laughs> to make that happen for you. That sounds good. There he goes, Joey Scrivano, longtime uh, Baylor women's tennis coach, does a tremendous job. Fun having him on as they get ready to rev this thing up with that TCU Invitational. Go up there and just overpower those frogs. Steven, is that right? Just, just does, T, does TCU have a pretty good tennis facility, Steven? Did you ever, walking across campus, did you ever peek in there to see what was going on? They do. Yeah, they do have a good tennis facility. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not something I got to use or, or needed to use, but... <laughs> Good facilities over there by the baseball do you, fields. Do, are, do you think Joey is – he starts recruiting at McGregor, like where you kind of grew up playing? <laughs> is that kind of the first place he looks? You know, McGregor actually has had some pretty good tennis players for like, you know, a 2A, 3A high school, but yeah. um, not not sending a lot of people to, uh, to D1 colleges for sure, <laughs> at least in that sport. That's right. That's right. They've got they put out some major football players over the years, but uh, there's kind of like where I grew up in Kaufman, limited courts. All right, it's hard to really have a a great program if you only have a couple of courts. But McGregor, who yeah, knows? Li- by literally now. one court in in town, and it's at the <laughs> high school. So that's we'll get some more tennis courts out there. They need to send those kids over to that regional tennis center. They got they got a bunch of stuff out there. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll set that up. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox. A reminder: the weekly appearance from Dave Aranda is going to take place at five twenty. Some uh, some NFL talk at five o'clock. Right now, Stephen, we need to jump back into it. We had some great high school talk, but uh, a lackluster game one of the NBA Finals. We'll also get you caught up on all the uh, Major League Baseball playoff scores. That's next. This high school football coaching show with McGregor head coach Mike Shields is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Haskell Insurance and Real Estate, TFNB, your bank for life, and Star Text Propane. And you're in your second year, and just when when you get a win of that caliber, what's that do in the hallways of the campus, in the locker room, and in just just that positive uh, feel that uh, and vibe that you get in your program. Yeah, I mean, that that's what we're all looking for is to get the kids 
believing they can do it. You know, we'd, we'd gotten close in some earlier games, but we just hadn't gotten over the hump. And finally this week or this past week, we got over the hump. So now you can use that as every time I talk to the kids, hey, remember, believe in yourself, believe in your teammates, believe in, in everything that we're doing. And they they can fall back on that and, and really know that, hey, it will happen or it can happen. Coach, you obviously had some special uh, performances uh, in the football game. Uh, Chad had uh, Chad Lorenz had uh, 161 yards on 29 carries, had a touchdown. You had Zach Williams uh, with five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. So you had some really nice performances in the football game. Exactly. You know, and, and any time you're, you're talking about the running back, you got to talk about your offensive line, right? I mean, they were opening some holes or – or at least staying on their blocks enough to let Chad get through there and, and, and make some yards. And, you know, I always say sometimes the best defense is a good offense of keeping that other high-powered offense off the field. And that's what it, it helped out there. And like I said, the offensive line was, was a big part of that. ESPN Central Texas. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Central, and Hoheim Prairie. Their real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out, 401 South Madison in McGregor, or learn more at psrealtors.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Homebuyers, and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range and any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy. We provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Jeff Tarpley of Giggum247.com joined Game Time for his weekly appearance, where he talked about the disappointment of Jimbo Fisher after his team's performance against a lackluster Vanderbilt team to start the season. Saturday night, though, he really seemed downcast when he got into the press conference. He took responsibility for everything that happened right away. And in particular, keep in mind that Jimbo Fisher isn't just a head coach in college station. He's also the offensive coordinator. He's a quarterback's coach. And he's also the de facto special teams coordinator. Now, two of the three units that performed the worst in that game were directly his responsibility. So from his standpoint, I think this was a personal failure. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Casey Musgraves, for what you do. Thank you, Joyce Gravano, longtime women's uh, tennis coach at Baylor. Sometimes you get a coach, and they just keep winning. You just say, you know what, why don't we just ride this thing out for about 20 years? And uh, that's what the Bears have done. Joey's done an incredible job, and uh, he's really become an institution and one of the top, uh, in, in terms of winning, one of the top coaches in the country. And it's fun to catch up with Joey. Love some of the uh, women's sports at Baylor. Uh, Paul Jobson came on with us recently. He's a, he's a uh, great guy. I love visiting with him. And then uh, Joey's just had a tremendous amount of success. Baylor men's and women uh, tennis have had great success. And uh, we'll see what happens on the men's side with the uh, with the new coach. Had uh, some uh, – well, d- that did not uh, end uh, real well there on the men's side. But the women, boy, they continue to do a great job. Stephen, breaking news on the NBA front. Wanted to be the first to uh, tell Central Texas this. Stephen, go ahead and hit the breaking news sounder. All right, I'm going to step into our ESPN Central Texas newsroom and let you know that Doc Rivers has reached an agreement on a deal to become the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, sources have told Woj at ESPN. You cannot keep a good man down for long, and uh, they surprisingly ran him out of the Clippers and I guess Kawhi and Paul George, you would think they probably could have uh, tried to step up and save him. But when there is a failure to uh, produce based on talent and you get bounced out of there after having the 3-1 lead, somebody has to pay for it. It's rarely the players. Sometimes it is a head coach, even one with uh, a lot of experience and a lot of talent. And Doc Rivers now goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. Stephen, he'll find no headaches there, right? (laughs) Embiid, a point guard who's 6'10 and can't shoot. Uh, The, the, um, oh, who's their shooter? They got, got, you know, Tobias, pretty good player. But uh, a lot of talent there, but not a team that has been able to win big. In fact, they ducked out immediately in that bubble. But Doc Rivers is uh, a head coach in the NBA again. Stephen, he did not stay down for long. No, Woj described it as a rapid courtship. 
and we've seen a lot of those happen at Christian colleges across the country, but good for them. <laughs> um, like my dating life. I know, getting Doc Rivers in there. I, I think it's a good move. Obviously, it it's sort of a, a retread and that it's a guy that's been a lot of different places in the league, but Philly needs some leadership. I, I think Brett Brown was a good guy. Um, I just wonder how Doc fixes, you know, he left a place that allegedly had some chemistry issues with Paul George not really showing up in the playoffs and that team not gelling together. And now he's in Philly where the big problem there appears to be that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't really fit great on the court and they're not, they don't seem to be big fans of each other off the court either. So doc will have to figure that out, but I'm um, not a bad guy to bring in there obviously with some, with some championship pedigree. All right. Last night, NBA finals get going and uh, Stephen really a, a downer for all of us. I mean, we were ready to, we were ready to kind of, you know, oh, let's focus on this. Let's get, let's get this, let's get a good, let's just settle in. And man, after the Heat jumped out to a little bit of a lead, you thought you might have something. Lakers ran away and hid from them, and at one point had a 32-point lead. This is not good for a team that's a little bit undersized. Dragic is hurt out of Bayou. They did get X-rays on his shoulder, and they came back negative, but. He seems to be banged up. This is a bad, bad look. Jimmy's, Jimmy's not. He was kind of limping around out there. This is a Heat team I thought was going to kind of hang in there and fight. And at least if one game, now there's a long way to go, but that, that was a mess. That was a mess. By the way, uh, in the bottom of the fifth, the uh, A's and the White Sox are tied, okay? That's game three of this uh, AL wildcard game series tied at one. So, Stephen, I would say if you want to create some drama, do a bunch of best of three series and you get quick drama. And um, it, it's, um, man, I, it's, this is interesting. Now, the uh, there was a bat flip apparently. There was a bat flip today after a monstrous 487-foot home run. Looks like a member of the uh, – uh, Chicago White Sox, I think it was Robert, let's see here, Stephen, who hit that thing and decided to go with the bat flip. And uh, I was going to take a peek at that. I'll look at it later and then describe that thing. But, Stephen, back to the game. I, uh, it was, uh, it, you know, it just, it just wasn't, they couldn't get a foothold after a while. Uh, Lakers ran away. And when when they're doing that, the passing was really good. Uh, even Kuzma was passing the ball, sharing the ball pretty well. And uh, LeBron looks fresh. Um, I thought he, at times he showed some, uh, he, you know, he'll, he'll come and go on defense. But I, I just thought he looked very much in control. And then, of course, uh, Anthony Davis just doing his thing. And they were just getting point-blank looks. And I, I just, it's, uh, you know, hero, I, sometimes – the, all the games and everything catch up with you. And I think what happens is, and boy, I, I didn't bring this up with, with uh, Joey Scrivano. He's apparently a huge Celtics fan, and he'll take this the wrong way, I fear. But when you beat a team like the Celtics and when you beat some teams that honestly aren't quite up to it, uh, you, you, you step up in class with the Lakers. And when LeBron wants to turn it on, it's still there for him. And now he can defer to one of the two or three best players in the NBA. This is a different animal than Kyrie Irving 
the, the, this is different than some of the players he's played with in the past. This is even different than Bosch and Dwayne Wade in a way because he though, those LeBron was so far at that point in their careers the superior player. Everywhere he's gone, he's been the lead dog from a charismatic, um, uh, you know, from a leadership standpoint. He may still be that guy, but he's not the best player on the Lakers. He's just not Davis. Is at a, on a different level. He could play outside. He could play inside. He's a he's a monster, and so it, it's it it almost feels a little unfair because Jimmy and the Heat, while they looked really really good in the East, uh, Stephen, this is uh, they don't look right matched up against the Lakers. And I was hoping that wouldn't be the case, and maybe the Heat can fight back, but. I don't see anybody on that roster. You got some fighters, um, and uh, Jay Crowder is a fighter. I mean, you have some you have some plucky dudes. Jimmy Butler, they will not back down to anybody. I just don't think they're quite up to the task of uh, of taking down the Lakers. And that first game was a real snoozer. If that's any indication, this could be a sweep. Early, it looked like Miami had kind of a foothold in that game. Jimmy Butler was getting some good looks, and I thought, okay, well, here we go. You know, another series where L.A. kind of comes out flat in game one. But you're right, they really put the chokehold on it after that. And the LeBron angle is interesting. I feel like this is not a shot at him, but I think he is in the role that he's actually most comfortable in now. And that's he's he can score, and yes, he's still a guy that can drop 30 on you. But he, he gets to play with, with Davis there, who, as you said, is taking over as a lead scorer. Um, he can play that point forward role and kind of control the game and get other guys involved and, you know, defend the, the best player on the other team. Um, I just think it allows him to play a more complete game, which is what he likes to do most. And he, he's thriving right now. And, and more bad news for the Heat is Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo are both doubtful for game two as they had to leave the game early with injuries. So um, a good chance that those guys aren't going to be available tomorrow night. And that's just more bad news for a team that really relies on their depth. And, and while Jimmy Butler is the lead guy there, um, they've made it through this Eastern Conference playoffs by having someone step up kind of each and every night that you might you might not expect. It's been a team effort for Miami so far. All right. I, I – uh... I agree with that, and, uh, and there was that game, the Heat, where Hero went for 37. They've had some breakout performances. They're going to need some things like this. Other NBA news, Stephen, that I wanted to share. The Brooklyn Nets, you know, named Steve Nash their head coach in early September, and we were going to see how that would go with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. How do you kind of keep all that under control? Um, Kyrie Irving was asked about uh, – uh, what that would be like. And his quote to, uh, today was, I don't really see us having a head coach. Irving said on uh, I like that new podcast, the et cetera's. What is that? The ETCS? What does that mean? I don't know. ETCS. Okay. Somebody could tell us on the uh, CNC collision text line. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach some days. Uh, Durant followed up by agreeing with Irving, calling it a, quote, collaborative effort and naming assistant and former interim head coach Jacques Vaughn as someone who could fill the role any given day. 
<laughs> Goodness gracious. Good luck, Steve Nash. <laughs> um, Irving went on to say, Steve is great, and I have a relationship with him that's going to build over time, bro. Steve don't know me from anything he heard or he's heard someone else. We've worked out one time in 2014, but it's grown as just a respectful relationship from afar. I saw him at the Hall of Fame two years ago, gave him a hug, and now he's the head coach. And I think it's also going to change the way we see coaches. I want somebody that's going to understand that I am a human being first. I serve my community first, and that then basketball is something I do that every day because I love. Okay. Okay. So that's, a, that's the new kind of coach in the NBA. Steven, I'm all for having a voice. But, I mean, coaches still got to go coach. I mean, you can't, like, go hire coaches. Uh, we think Steve Nash is going to support the work in the community. And then we, we think also he might have some good X's and O's. It's still about going to hire somebody who can win basketball games. This is not some kind of uh, community service title that's being handed mm-hmm. out around. Do you think the 76ers brought in Doc Rivers? to help them in the community. Now, he's naturally a good person, and he'll say things that are helpful in the community in a natural act of who he is. But this thought that they're going to start making hires across the country based on just, well, we don't really need great basketball coaches. We need people who see the players as individuals and humans and all this. Now, come on. No, it's you're still wrong, about Matt. putting some games out, you know, putting putting a good product on the floor. You're wrong. Steve Nash is just like a, a teacher at a progressive art school that allows the kids to teach every other day. I mean, he's just going to kind of divvy up responsibilities, and it doesn't really matter who's in charge. It's just about, you know, vibing and coming together as, as one unit. He needs to be more like Morgan Freeman and Lean on Me or whatever it was. <laughs> what, was, what, was uh, what was Richie Valens in? Stand and deliver. Did you ever see that? I have not. That's a schoolroom. That's a classroom type deal. I think Valens may have been a student. And then, uh, uh, what did I say? Did I say Richie Valens? I believe that's what you said. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm losing my mind. Richie Valens died many, many years ago. He's a famous singer. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips played him, I think, at one point in a uh, in a movie. The movie La Bamba. But I think in the movie Stand and Deliver, um, Lou Diamond Phillips may have made an appearance. <laughs> people, people are driving off the road. They think we've brought back Richie Valens. Okay. Um, Steven, do you know who the big bopper? Can you tell me who Richie Valens, the big bopper, Buddy Holly? Do you know those people? I know Buddy Holly. Okay. All right. We lost Buddy. Buddy Because of a Weezer Lubbock. song. <laughs> that's don't don't ever share that with people okay of uh, yeah weezer your wife's favorite band didn't she like that remake of that one song well africa by toto is just her favorite song in general but yeah oh, okay. she, she likes the the, the cover that they did my yeah my daughter loves that all right it is the uh, the matt mosley show with steven simcox and it is time for NFL News and Nuggets. Steven, you're going to like this. Atlanta, the Falcons are trying to clean up their mess. 
And they have come up with a very unique way of doing this. We share with it next. Recently on Game Time. Okay, so stretch just before, and I'm talking seconds before the microphone's open. Well, you, you know, I, I look at Garrett and, and say, the beauty of baseball to me is that there's no there's no clock. And uh, he goes, oh, no, no, no I mean, they're too long. And that's fine to have that opinion. I said, well, Garrett, you got to understand, you're young and I'm old. He goes, well, that's true. He, hey. just, just, he just threw me under the bus for being a little elderly. I, no, that's, you know, I think after yesterday with the dog incident, you were owed that one. <laughs> okay. Is that, oh, yeah, that's right. He wanted, he wanted to name too much after you yeah. and I. Wasn't that, wasn't that a very kind thing to do? See, I got our back stretched. Hey, hey, way, Garrett. Don't take, don't take it, buddy. Just stab him back whenever he tries to, whenever he tries to throw one of those zingers at you. One of the many things that happened is, uh, is memory, and I forgot all about that yesterday. <laughs> you didn't clearly. Nope. <laughs> this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. All right, each uh, Saturday, and uh, I would say 11 a.m. this Saturday, Bears go to West Virginia. You need to go watch the ball game, eat some pizza or some wings at Shorty's Pizza Shack right there in the shadows of the Baylor campus over on 12th Street. They, uh, they do a tremendous job, have a great patio, lots of good social distancing, and uh, I have just loved that place over the years. I, I am a sucker for any place that sells pizza by the slice. I don't always, you know, I don't want to share a big pizza, especially during a pandemic. I kind of I kind of just want a slice, and I'll go by there. Now, if you want a whole pizza, you can do that. You go to shortiespizzashack.com, and uh, you could actually shortiespizza.com is that website. And you can, uh, or you could call up there, and you can have it delivered, or you go pick it up. Um, no fillers, everything made from scratch, the marinara sauce, hamburger, all the fixins, all the uh, all the great vegetables, which all comes fresh right there from the kitchen. They do an incredible job. And again, watching sports, people love the Stanley Cup final uh, throughout the uh, throughout that process. And again, uh, we got this new Baylor game that just went on the books December 5th. That'll be where everybody gathers around before everybody, uh, it, you know, all the uh, students, they'll be off campus, and then everybody else from the community will descend upon Shorty's Pizza Shack to watch Baylor versus Gonzaga. My mouth starts watering just talking about the pizza. It is Shorty's Pizza Shack. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Cold weather is coming, and it's time to fill your propane tanks. StarTex Propane provides the best propane service in Central Texas, and they have special pricing and programs for your household needs with their Keep Full program. With the Keep Full program, they periodically check and fill your tank. And, of course, service techs show up with masks, gloves, and social distancing. They can also install gas logs for your fireplace, and they carry indoor propane heaters. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. 
1950 style diner serves one of a kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Jeff Tarpley of Giggum247.com joined Game Time for his weekly appearance where he talked about the disappointment of Jimbo Fisher after his team's performance against a lackluster Vanderbilt team to start the season. Saturday night, though, he really seemed downcast when he got into the press conference. He took responsibility for everything that happened right away. And in particular, keep in mind that Jimbo Fisher isn't just a head coach in college station. He's also the offensive coordinator. He's a quarterback's coach. And he's also the de facto special teams coordinator. Now, two of the three units that performed the worst in that game were directly his responsibility. So from his standpoint, I think this was a personal failure. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. So this is not a Buddy Holly song. This is just them singing about Buddy Holly. Right, Weezer? You hear that? Correct, yes. Okay. All right, making sure. Uh, the uh, Falcons, Stephen, as we get ready for some NFL news and nuggets, the, uh, boy, this is really, this is, here's some Weezer. Oh, I appreciate that. The, um, Stephen, the Falcons, they're at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I don't know if you've been there yet, Stephen. You have been to Atlanta. And uh, as I recall, you went to Atlanta. You were gonna, Did you go to a game at the Phillips Arena or something? I did. Back I when saw, people could attend games? I saw Mavs-Hawks in Atlanta. Luka did, did not Mavs, play. Didn't the Mavs? They, did uh, Did Kristaps play? He did not, yeah. Christoph, I knew it was the second day of a back-to-back, so I knew Kristaps was going to play. They didn't play Luka either. They didn't play Luka either. They had a big lead in the first half. And I was like, okay, well, this is still kind of cool. I'll get to see a Mavs win. And then Trey Young just abused Tim Hardaway Jr. in the second half. and Just went crazy. The Hawks won that game. Well, I, li- I thought you would like this story. The Atlanta Falcons home, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, believed to be the first professional sports venue, Stephen, to implement drones to clean the stadium. <laughs> So and then after the team's October 11th game against the Carolina Panthers, the 71,000-seat stadium, which has not hosted fans for the first two home games because of the pandemic, will welcome back a limited capacity. All right? and uh, But they're going to use – they partnered with Charlotte-based Lucid Drone Technologies for D1 disinfecting drones to sanitize areas. The drones use electrostatic spraying nozzles – 
for even distribution of medical-grade disinfecting chemicals that include an inhibitor that prevents bacteria and virus from adhering to surfaces without leaving a residue. The non-toxic hypochlorous acid solution is in compliance with EPA standards, according to the company. Stephen, I've talked to the people out at M&M Broadcasting. We're going to get some of these, and we will be also using drones to clean all our facilities out there. So I think that'll that'll be great. Stephen, are you excited about this? And then also the, um, the, the Carolina Panthers will use a germ-zapping robot that has been used in locker rooms, office space, and other parts of the building. The Zenex Light Strike robot is being billed as the world's only proven coronavirus-killing Xenon UV ray robot. The robot, according to the company, is 99.9% effective at killing the coronavirus germ within two minutes. Stephen, do we even need a do we even need a, a vaccine if we could just if everybody can afford these robots at their house? We could just get the robot to go around killing the virus. <laughs> what happens when the drones become self-aware, though? I've seen iRobot. I've seen that Will Smith movie. Where they kind of develop feelings and all that kind of stuff? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Stephen, boy, we, we continue down this path, though. The NFL news and nuggets. Uh, the news from earlier today. Steelers and Titans, they're not going to try to jam this thing in. They're going to try to play Monday, and then they thought about Tuesday. They'll just uh, go – they'll play later in the season, and they'll just have a bye week. All right, the only problem is they've been stressed out beyond belief. They've already been practicing this week, at least the Steelers have. Titans have been locked out. They're stressed, stressed out beyond belief. I mean, Stephen, when you find out, like, on a Thursday that you don't have to play, that's different from finding out or, like, knowing it was coming, like, after a game. This is the weakest bye week ever. I mean, this is not a bye week. This is this is. I mean, this is a. This is very. Uh, this is very unfair. And uh, I don't think teams should be penalized for some coach, asymptomatic coach, secretly getting the COVID. Sounds like he went out there and got it on purpose. I don't <laughs> think he did. But Stephen, I don't. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, I'm. A, I am against the NFL doing this to them. But I don't I don't exactly know any any better way. I don't know if I have a better solution. <laughs> well, that's good. That's all you need to do is complain about it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of confused, too. I, I figured as soon as this happened, you had eight guys test positive, they would go ahead and just shut the thing down due to contact tracing and all that. And I thought the idea, I mean, originally, they weren't even sure if they're going to push this to Tuesday. They were going to have to tighten show up their facility on Saturday and then play on Sunday. And that's a total mess. I mean, I understand... You're trying to get the games in and people have to adjust, but you can't make a team play when they've only had one day of practice. This is the best move. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, the Vikings who played them last week have been able to stay, you know, healthy so far. But here's the deal. I mean, this is this is okay. They've built in some parameters for this, but you you got to find a way to, to quell this and get this over with. Because you, you can afford one, two, you know, maybe even like five postponements. But if these start piling up, then you're going to have to make some bigger adjustments with scheduling and playoffs and that type of thing. But right now, this is the best thing to do. You only have one team really affected. Just move the game around and, and move on. Should they send the robots in to clean yes, the facility? Yes, in, the, in all their houses. Just clean it up. <laughs> 
hey, the Vikings uh, facility has reopened. Vikings fans were upset. They don't really want to have to see this team play. They were they were <laughs> mad. They don't want them to open it back up. All right, Stephen, this is a uh, boy. The Browns defensive coordinator. Stephen, name the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator. Mm, you got me there. <laughs> Go down the hall and ask Tom. You it's think not, Tom knows? <laughs> it's not Greg Williams anymore, is it? He's with the Jets. Joe now? Woods. Oh, Joe Woods. Old Joe Woods, classic yeah. Joe. Joey Woods. Uh, I have. He, this is. They were asking him about Dak Prescott. He said, "I have coached against him. The last time was a couple years ago. He reminds me from how he runs the offense, like a Philip Rivers." He does a lot of checks to the line of scrimmage, just getting him in the proper runs and right pass routes. He has really developed. When you watch him, he has complete command of the offense. He is throwing a ball with accuracy, and then when you cover them and you do it all right, then he runs. He is really doing a good job. We are going to have our hands full. Stephen, now I thought that was interesting. A uh, a, a Philip Rivers comparison with um, in in relation to Dak. Prescott. I mean, I, they're both pretty big dudes. I guess they both. Dak doesn't like have a, any a, kids, does he? I don't think so. Okay. And he doesn't wear bolo ties. <laughs> Philip has a lot of bolo children. tie. Have you uh, ever had a bolo? No, I've never had a bolo tie. I went through have a phase ever, in college where I tried to pull off the bow tie, but didn't work for me super well. Guys like us that are, you know. We have a little more girth than most. Yeah, we're some husky jeans from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not. I don't. I don't think we're obese. We're just bigger guys. We're bigger humans. The the yeah. You don't. Big people don't want to wear bow ties. All right, uh, Stephen. Cowboys rookie cornerback Trayvon Diggs has a knee and shoulder. He was limited in practice today after being a full participant yesterday. Okay, and as expected. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence with that knee did not practice for the second consecutive day. Now, Tyron Smith was upgraded to limited today in practice, a good sign that he could make his return Sunday against the Browns. All right. And uh, and then uh, Dak Prescott being quoted today said, we want to play fast. We want to play with tempo regardless if we're up to it by a few TDs or the game's tied or we're down. It just gives us more opportunities on offense, more opportunities to create big plays and score more points. I'd say the tempo is definitely purposeful. Steven, do you see any scenario where the Cowboys could be up by a few TDs? <laughs> That's not usually their M.O., Matt. Uh, and this is a better Browns team than usual. This is interesting to me, Matt. I mean, you got Tyron on the offensive line front, I'm sorry. Because if Tyron's available, you know, they really had some success when they kicked Zach Martin out to tackle. And do you do that again? Put Tyron on the other side. Now you got to shuffle things on the interior as well because you'd have to put Beatus at center and Looney at guard. But I just felt like that was the best line the Lions looked all season in that second half against Seattle when, when Zach Martin was forced outside. Yeah, I yeah, you're right about that. It, it, it uh, this, this whole thing, man, trying to parse through all this and see how they're going to hold up is really interesting. Stephen, we do have football tonight. Broncos at Jets. All right, this this should be Get a fired great up. one. Is this a battle of, of two 0-3 teams? Do we have, have the Broncos so. gotten on the board yet? 
don't think I don't think they have. For some reason I had it in my mind these were both 0 and 3 teams. All right, Steven. You're right. Broncos are 0 and 3. Okay. And Brett Rippin is starting for them tonight. Oh, that's got to be Mark Rippin's either nephew or son, probably his son. All right, uh, Stephen, the Jets are favored in a game. How shocking is that? Another shocking thing I saw, Stephen, the uh, Patriots are going on the road, okay, and um, and that the Patriots obviously getting ready to play the world champs, Kansas City Chiefs. I never, I mean, you you just this is disrespectful. Vegas is is doing something you never want to do. They have. They have the Patriots as a seven-point underdog in this game. Stephen, if, if my math is correct, in the past 18 years, there have only been three times the Patriots have been seven-point or more underdogs. Three times in, in 18 years. I mean, the Jets have it about 12 times a year. I mean, that's pretty remarkable, Stephen. From a from a gambling perspective, the Patriots. I mean, they always are going to get it done. I would not in a million years bet on any team covering against the Patriots on a seven-point spread. I would tell you not to just run, but just, I mean, do anything you can to, to get away from that line, okay? For anybody that's, that likes to put money down on the weekend. Stephen, is that legal in Texas? No, but people people find a way, Stephen, all right? Apparently, even in McGregor, Texas, somewhere out there, Stephen, is a neighborhood bookie, all right? Odds are you've met him before and didn't even know you were meeting him. Oh uh, yeah, Spider. Yeah, he's a good dude. He he he'll put the he'll put the money down for you. Um, yeah, it's interesting, Matt. I mean, but the Chiefs are just playing so well. I, I get it. I think that's a game you got to stay away from too. But Kansas City looks like a, a, a machine right now. Okay, hey boy, you brought this news. I thought this was good. Um, apparently, they they say that uh, the Jets have denied a report that they've been in contact with agents for other coaches. And a report on Thursday morning suggests a loss to the Broncos won't lead to a coaching change. Adam Gase will continue on. You talk about dead man walking. This is really an embarrassment. And uh, those who have watched the first three Jets games might wonder how things could get more counterproductive. But the Jets did finish last season 6-2 and two after a 1-7 start. While that has amounted to nothing positive on the field this season, it appears it might be enough to keep Gase employed at least a little while longer. Stephen, who is the hot? Who has the hotter seat between Dan Quinn and Adam Gase? Oh, that's a good question. Probably Gase, just because I feel like Atlanta should have already done this. So if they haven't done it by now, maybe they're maybe they're content just to ride this season out with Dan and then let him go. I think we should. I think we should start saying Joe Judge is on the hot seat. Try to get Jason in there. Try to, I mean, <laughs> Jason's already plotting. He's he's gonna have that team quit like they did on uh, on Wade back in the day. You think he was secretly telling them, "Okay, guys, in this game <laughs> Sunday, against Green Bay, Sunday just, night against Green Bay, just lay down. Jerry's Jerry'll be too embarrassed. He'll get rid of him." Well, they obliged, and Jerry had to get rid of Wade. 
Oh, it happened as I was flying back. Oh, that was a rough day. A rough day to fly back. I'll never forget. And then Garrett becomes the leader. And then everybody acted like it was the greatest thing ever that Garrett made them practice trying to get takeaways and then not turning the ball over. It's like, oh, my gosh, look what Garrett's done. They're going to try to get more takeaways. Went 5-3 and three down the stretch with John Kitna. And then he was there for 10 more years. <laughs> Kitna, too. Kitna left for a little while. Then he came back. Came back and coached. All right, that is um, that is NFL News and Nuggets. It's time for the weekly appearance of Dave Aranda, the head football coach for the Baylor Bears. That is next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies, and once again tonight, it's going to be pretty calm with low humidity and temperatures falling to 51 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit cooler with highs topping out at 79. And on Saturday, mostly sunny skies, a little bit warmer with a high of 83. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. All right, I want you to connect host work and play in an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action this season at the Baylor Club right out there at McLean Stadium of course that private club in there in fact I was walking around I was able to infiltrate the Baylor Club Saturday night and uh, what a uh, what a beautiful area that is. The food is second to none, and they keep everything extremely safe during this COVID outbreak. They've opened up the walls to the main club level to ensure their members are comfortable and socially distanced. And um, basically, you don't miss anything. Complimentary breakfast for members Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests throughout the month. The Baylor Club guests enjoy panoramic views of the Baylor University campus, the Brazos River, and downtown Waco. Host your next function with confidence at the Baylor Club and let their certified event planner handle all your requests with ease. They can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distanced setting. This is uh, Club Corp does it better than anybody, and uh, they have uh, you have access to all the industry-leading Club Corp network, hundreds of country clubs and business clubs nationwide, plus special offerings at more than 1,000 hotels, resorts, and entertainment venues. And ESPN Central Texas listeners receive preferred joining incentives uh, by mentioning this ad, all right? Call April or Stephanie today, 
254-710-8080 and tell them you heard about it on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick em, Bears. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show buys, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda's weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Myatt Fuels. It's also brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco. Have you ever thought about buying your first home but don't know where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has helped Central Texas through this process for 27 years. Now here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley alongside Stephen Simcox, whose voice you just heard. It is 5:25 on a uh, Thursday afternoon, and uh, so much uh, going on right now. But it is time. We do it every day at five, every Thursday at 5:20. It's the weekly appearance from Dave Aranda, and uh, lots of good newsy stuff here. Here is our visit with the head football coach of the Baylor Bears, Dave Aranda. Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, weekly appearance from Dave Aranda. And uh, Dave, uh, uh, going from that, got, finally got that first game under your belt, going into the second week, 
Um, how has how has everything gone in general? I mean, it's uh, you know the old saying goes: you improved so much from the first week, but you waited so long. Uh, how have the players responded? How banged up were they after uh, after that first game of the season? Um, no, I appreciate the question. Not, you know, they're excited. I feel there's a um, there's been a really good momentum uh, starting on you know, the following day on Sunday and um, Monday we had off. We had the majority of the guys up here at some point watching tape. Um, and then Tuesday and Wednesday were really fast paced. Tempo was really good. Effort was really good. Um, it wasn't a bunch of bus. There's, you know, there's some new things that are in and, and guys were, um, were performing kind of, um, uh, uh, effortlessly in terms of communication, in terms of being on the same page, the the mechanics of some of the new stuff was uh, was easier than than what I anticipated, and so I feel really good. I think the uh, there's a confidence and there is a uh, I guess a quiet confidence, but a um, a good a good feeling. So we'll see. We, today's important. We got short yardage today. We've got uh, red zone and we've got goal line today, so it's another another big piece. Do you feel like um, you're getting cheated at all? Having uh, to, um, I mean, this is a this is known as a hostile environment. They'll uh, they'll burn a few couches on you in Morgantown. Um, how do you how do you kind of prepare for a road trip where there will basically be no fans in the stadium? I obviously we see the. Uh, the benefits to that do you are there any negatives to that in terms of hey you got to generate your own your own kind of uh energy and all and all that type of thing yeah i think that would be just the normal way that we would do it or what i would hope what i would like to be um i would like for it to be solidified that that would be the normal way that we would do it you know so an example would be practice i think there's there's there, you know, it could be 50-50. You look throughout our league, do people practice with music? Do they practice without music? Um, it might be a little bit more, um, maybe it's more for music than than that 50%, but we've always not had it. And with the, the thought that we're gonna create our own, um, our own energy and we're gonna create our own um, intensity and focus and, uh, create our own excitement. And so, you know, I go back to these, these last two days and we've had that. I mean, there's been big plays, there's been emotion, there's been guys getting called out, guys rising up and all of it. So I think we just, you know, continue to um, be the best version of us and show up there and be us, you know, Saturday morning. So you're uh... Your leadership council—they haven't tried to convince you to bring in music. Uh, the players do tend to enjoy music at practice. They haven't tried to change your mind on that rule. No, no. I, um, I you know, there, we have some during um, during stretch, and then we've got some music um, when guys are entering in the indoor um, for the start of practice. Um, you know, as they're getting dressed, the indoor kind of is is. Um, a meeting place it's a locker room and it's a an indoor practice facility 
And so while it's going through some of those transitions, there's music going. And um, so that they'll, you know, we all enjoyed it during that time, but you know, it, there hasn't been any, I think they, they kind of feel now the, the, the energy that can be created just by practicing hard, being focused on, on the job at hand. And, you know, um, it's contagious once you start playing fast and make plays and, you know, everyone wants to get in, get in on it. And, uh, you know, like I said, we want to take that to Saturday for sure. Are you, uh, do you find Fedora and Wickline uh, trying to turn on the classic rock? Um, you know, do you try to get in some Dave Matthews band or do you, do, the, uh, do you kind of let the players run the music before practice? Uh, yeah, so before practice, that's actually, it's a, that's a good question. So we will have, um, there's one day where it will be a country day and then the, um, there'll be another um, which will be rap and players are particularly fired up about that that day. Then there's another that's kind of like I would say old school rap, um, some '90s rap, um, and that you know Ice Cube and Tupac and that. And so um, you know Coach Stewart gets pretty fired up about that one. And so uh, <laughs> we try to mix it up between between that and then there's then there's classic rock as well. And so those days will. Um, we'll we'll mix in and so um it's good i mean there's there's players that uh you would not think would like uh the classic rock day they're into it man there's some air guitars going <laughs> and so um it's nice to be able to kind of have that mix yeah yeah i would uh i wish we could get some of that on social media uh it is uh, dave aranda on his weekly appearance matt mosley show espn central texas dave can you shed light um uh, on the situation at offensive line, there was some hope, obviously, uh, Xavier coming back from that uh, suspension and then two more linemen that were not able to go um, in that game the other night. You were hoping to get them back. What is the, uh, what's the latest on that? looks really good. Yeah, it looks like um, we're, we're planning on it. And so, you know, our practices to this point, like I say, have been, have been, um, full of attention to detail, a lot of, um, a lot of great communication, a lot of cohesiveness, you know, it's never, I mean, that's always going to be important, but it's not much more important than, than, um, the offensive line, um, is asking. And so I think like for us to have some consistency there and to have the same, same, um, group of five kind of working together and seeing the same thing, communicating the same thing, I think is important. So, so far, so good. All right. And I would imagine Moe's and some of those other guys you uh, had in there, Phillips, that will come in handy later in the season with uh, some of those uh, players getting uh, extended time. Let me ask you about a couple of players. Um, what did you see? And the reason I bring him up is because Tyquan Thornton is uh, thought of as one of the great receivers in the conference. I'm wondering what you saw from him uh, in that first game. And, and what you need to see from Taekwon. I thought there's positive things with him. I thought, you know, there's some plays that have changed at the line and um, he's there taking a leadership role, you know, communicating, getting getting stuff lined up and being where he needs to be. I, I think, you know, there's um, there's when, when, when balls and opportunities come his, come his way, you want to see him capitalize it and um, capitalize on it. And I know that 
you know, I certainly feel that way and, and no one more than Taekwon. And so I know that he is uh, very motivated for this one. And the, especially with the amount of pressure that we're expecting from West Virginia and the different looks and, and blitzes and stunts and, you know, the, the ability to get the ball out and get it into space. Um, I think that's kind of tailor made for what Taekwon Thornton can do. And so anticipating a, a a big day from him. The um, uh, I, I happened to see and uh, Charlie go into that tent briefly. It's amazing how quickly they put that tent up and then put it away. It was almost like a magic trick. And then suddenly he was uh, back on the sideline. That uh, looked like they put a little wrap on it. The quad bruise, I believe, is what you you uh, referred to it at, after the game. Any uh, Has it held him back at all? Or I mean, it looked like he wasn't really bothered by it at all when he came back in the game. Any have you had to limit him at all this week, or is he is he full go? He's full go, yeah. So that no uh, no limitation. Okay, good. Charlie is uh, ready to roll. Talking to Dave Aranda, coach of the Baylor Bears, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN um, Central Texas. Now, this West Virginia team have a Texas product at quarterback, uh, Jarrett Dagey, um, and you know one of the things they've been able to do early in this season is run the ball a little bit. I, as I recall last year, David, I'm sure you've seen the film, um, off the O-line sort of got manhandled a little bit by this uh, West Virginia uh, defensive line. Did you look back and take a peek at that? And, and what, do you, uh, what, what do you see from, uh, from this West Virginia team so far as you've uh, prepared for it? No, I did. I watched. I watched that game a couple times. You know, I think it. Um, there are some similarities in that game to our first game. You know, just this past week. Um, and so, in speaking in speaking to that, you know, the the Kansas game, um, there there's uh, some odd front structure that Kansas uh, presented. We looked at. We ID uh, uh, Mike backer to the left and lo and behold they blitz somebody from the right and um next series we id somebody to the right and then they they blitz a guy off the edge to the left and so there was a there you know especially early in the game there was a fair amount of that and um credit to to joe and to uh larry and and um charlie and them you know we we got it corrected but that happened um uh, a fair amount in last year's West Virginia game. The very, the very first play is an example. I think um, when we line up and it's an odd front and we slide it to one way and pressure comes the opposite. And that continued on again for about the, the first three quarters. And, you know, I think one of them, I mean, their game defensively is the amount of linebacker pressure they can bring and stunts and picks and, um, you know, linebackers slash nickel rushes, but they combine that with a really good nose guard that's difficult to block one on one. And so, when you defend an odd an odd front structure like this, and hey, these guys are coming or these guys are coming, you've got to be right with your mic ID. And so you've got to be all, you know, um, there's three down linemen, so we our five will have those three. But then it's where's the fourth rusher coming from? Yeah, that's the whole reason for the three man structure. And so the offense has to figure that out. Um, and there's certain tells and there's certain formations that can stretch certain people certain ways. And, 
give you a, a, a tip or a clue as to uh, what what you know what it what's going to end up being. Uh, but you want to be right because um, you know if you're wrong and something comes the other way, then it's a it's a walk in and you know a way that um, to not play that game of trying to ID where is where is it coming from? They're trying to not tell us. We're trying to find out. A way to not play that game is to say, you know what, we're just going to play five five zero. We're just going to center take the nose, tackles take the ends, mm-hmm. two two guards you take the linebackers, running back you take you take the you know the fourth guy either way. And um, some people have tried to do that. And the danger with that is that now the center is one on one versus probably their best player, and so that's their game, and they 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 play that game pretty good. And so, um, you know, we, we know that uh, uh, pretty fully. And so I, I, uh, I feel good about our plan, kind of where we're going. Tony Field is that linebacker that seems to have make it, made an immediate impact to transfer from Arizona. And I, I'm, I'm sure he's one of those guys you're talking about that uh, you're going to ID. Isn't it interesting over the years, all these teams you play, certain positions stand out year after year. And with West Virginia, to your point, on the D-line, Dave, it's like there's always a guy in the 40s. In my mind, I see a guy, number 40, lines up over center and blows things up. And uh, whether it's Dana coaching them or whoever, it, it, it is interesting how programs sort of pass those things down. That's not a bad thing to build around. It's true. I think when your ability to uh, recruit – um, is um, directly tied to the product that's on the field and that's being watched, you know, on Saturdays. And so I think when you have success in, at, a, at a certain position or at a, a certain side of the ball, I mean, there's going to be um, the younger generation that's going to be looking at it and see, you know, I can be that, I can do that, you know, I'm next, you know, save a spot for me. And so, you know, it, it um, it uh, uh, certainly is. Um, it certainly is something that I've I've noticed as well with West Virginia, and I've always loved their defensive style and how fast they play, and you know, got a lot of respect for them. Talking to Dave Aranda, his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, I started to bring it up earlier, uh, Daigie, that quarterback, uh, and then there their running game uh, in terms of what, what you guys will need to do on the defensive side of the ball. What have you seen from them? They, they don't so far, it doesn't seem like they've got sort of any breakout uh, wide receivers, but you never know when that could change. Uh, but the, but the running game has been impressive and it does seem like Daigie, obviously we remember his brother, um, the Daigies know how to sling it around a little bit. Yeah, he he is a tough quarterback. I, you know, he's got great instincts. Um, I think he's a football player first, and a quarterback second. And so I think you know you always want guys that are built that way at quarterback. Uh, we have one on our team right now. Um, uh, I had one on our team last year at LSU that was built that way. And so I think you know those those guys that are built football player first and quarterback second just bring a toughness and the um, a football intelligence that uh, can really separate you. And I feel like he has this, this quality. Um, I think their running back is one of the, be- is um, one of the, the better running backs we're going to play. Um, I think as this, le- as um, 
as West Virginia continues to play games, um, I think he's going to continue to assert himself. I think, you know, they, they are a stretch run team, which, you know, we've only played, as you know, just one game, but it feels like we've played more because we've prepared for however many. And, and um, the majority of the people that we prepared for were all inside zone teams and um, kind of that more of a downhill run team. And these guys are sideways. And so those old linemen kind of open up and run to the sideline and they'll hook edges. And this is a back that can take the sideline and go and he can stick his foot in the ground and get vertical and cut you pretty, uh, pretty quick. And so, you know, that is, that's different. Um, and so uh, our ability to, to defend the stretch, set edges, get knocked back up front, linebackers build stack D linemen fall back if needed. Um, it's going to be a, a critical piece. Dave, that has to be rewarding for a coach, I would think, when um, you had talked a lot about what Jalen Petrie, your vision for him as a player. You know, I don't know that as observers and media, we have seen Petrie on the field and he's made plays, but never really got to see him, you know, for like an extended amount of time. It, it's got to be great for your defensive coaches and you to see like a vision for a guy and then first game out, I mean, he's sort of a, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't want to overstate it, but it, there were sort of game wrecking moments from Jalen Petrie that, that has to be a, a good feeling for you guys when you, when you sort of think, okay, we think this is what he's going to be. And then he goes out there and backs you up. Big, big fan of Jalen. You know, what he did on Saturday night was what he's shown um, since I've been here, you know, so the, the practices, the scrimmages, I, you know, going into last week um, when we had our competition Tuesday, we showed a clip of Jalen um, in a scrimmage, um, uh, you know, a couple of weeks prior and just and it was an effort play. I think he blitzed off the edge like he did quite a bit Saturday night and uh, offensively we threw a bubble screen. So he, he's blitzing. He times it up great, just like he like like he uh, put on tape Saturday, sticks his foot in the ground, redirects, uh, an edge is set on the bubble, and he, he makes the tackle. So, the, you know, within the however many, three, four seconds, he's running, you know, 40 yards or whatever it is, and, and it's just a blur. And uh, we basically had that happen again, you know, uh, Saturday night. And so we showed that as well uh, when we got back, you know, this past, you know, this week. And so, He's going to continue to make plays. I think um, he's a lifeblood there on defense and team-wise. You know, when he talks, people listen. He's a guy that's going to do everything right. Um, you know, do things the right way. So I'm, I'm glad he's on our side. I, I those guys seem to look almost faster in single digits. I don't know if that mm -hmm. makes any sense, but sometimes, sometimes they uh, do. Last thing I had for you: Do you? Um, do you relive the, uh, I guess it was a nightmare, but you brought it up the other day. So uh, the Neil Brown, when he was at Troy, obviously had that huge win over LSU, and that led to negative things uh, at, at LSU. Do you go back and revisit, or is that a game that's so etched in your memory you don't really need the, the film of that one? Uh, it's probably both. I, I went back and watched it, you know, um, early in the week, and uh, – and we played them at when I was at Wisconsin. We played uh, Troy as well. I, I, I might is it 2015? It might have been uh, either 15 or 14. I think it was 15. 
so I watched that too. And, um, and so I think any, any time that you, that you've crossed paths, I think it's important to watch and you got to look back at the notes of that game, kind of walking off the field and try to build it to capture what you're thinking. Um, sometimes the film doesn't capture that, you know, maybe they were, maybe they were hiding their personnel. Maybe they were, you know, uh, attacking this weakness or maybe they were, um, you know, um, uh, working to get signals or whatever it was. And so you, you have to go through that and do your, your, your due process with stuff. And, um, you know, it was tough to watch that, that, uh, the LSU Troy game for sure, but there's a lot of lessons in there and things that, that, uh, we can, or we have applied that will help us get better. So, well, listen, Dave, um, if it gets a little quiet in Morgantown, know that at George's, uh, both locations and Shorty's Pizza Shack, there'll be a ton of Baylor fans making noise. So, uh, you know, try to try to channel some of that all the way from Morgantown. And uh, best of luck to you guys on Saturday. Appreciate that. Thank you. There he goes. Dave Aranda, his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show with Steven Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, NBA Finals reaction are next. Dave Aranda's weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show. That's brought to you by Myatt Fuels and NeighborWorks Waco. Thank you to those businesses for bringing that interview to you every single week. We'll take a break. Close things out with the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Waco high coach Kwame Cavill brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. Waco High is finally going to get the season underway as they will take on West Mesquite this Friday. Season finally here. How strange was it to watch others play while 6A and 5A sat on the sideline? It is kind of strange, but I'll take the extra days of prepping and planning with our guys uh, trying to get them prepared for the season. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. 
Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Hey, Whataburger fans, here's some good news for you. Whataburger has a rich, creamy treat that's sure to satisfy your cravings. It's the Dr. Pepper Shake, and it combines everything you love about Whataburger's classic shakes with the 23 delicious flavors of a Dr. Pepper. So, whether you're craving a smooth shake or a soda bursting with bold flavor, the Dr. Pepper Shake has the best of both worlds. But you better try it soon because it won't be long before this limited-time shake is gone. It's the Dr. Pepper Shake, and again, it's only around for a limited time and only at Whataburger. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Jeff Tarpley of Giggum247.com joined Game Time for his weekly appearance where he talked about the disappointment of Jimbo Fisher after his team's performance against a lackluster Vanderbilt team to start the season. Saturday night, though, he really seemed downcast when he got into the press conference. He took responsibility for everything that happened right away. And in particular, keep in mind that Jimbo Fisher isn't just the head coach in college stations. He's also the offensive coordinator. He's the quarterback's coach. And he's also the de facto special teams coordinator. Now, two of the three units that performed the worst in that game were directly his responsibility. So from his standpoint, I think this was a personal failure. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. It is the uh, two of us together again, and we have come to the end of our broadcasting day. What a uh, what a wonderful day it was, Stephen. I want you to hit a couple of things here at the end, but uh, great to hear the uh, weekly uh, visit with Aranda. Always a lot of interesting stuff to cover there. And, uh, Stephen, kind of an exciting announcement for tomorrow. You know that uh, when A&M goes to Alabama, well, there's one man who has been a legend at both places. As a player, 
and coach at A&M, and then, of course, as a coach at Alabama, he won a national title. His name is Gene Stallings, and he will join the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox tomorrow. This is where the biggest guests go, and uh, we always are proud of that and, uh, and, uh, and very appreciative and uh, great to have Coach Stallings on tomorrow at 3.30. We'll do that uh, We'll do that interview at 3.30 tomorrow. That's when he wanted to do it. Stephen, there are a few people that I will work around their schedule. Gene Stallings is one of those people, all right? So we will. Uh, we don't normally have people on at 3.30. We're going to do that for Coach Stallings tomorrow, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So buckle up. We will have Gene Stallings on tomorrow. Stephen, I'd like to give you the final word this evening. Well, that's great, madam. I'm happy to hear that we'll have Gene tomorrow. Uh, I'll update you on some playoff baseball before we leave for the day. The A's are up. Uh, six to four on the White Sox. White Sox do have runners on first and second with one out in the top of the eighth. So another good opportunity. White Sox actually loaded the bases um, in the last inning in the top of the seventh, but could not come through and score. So A's up 6-4 there. White Sox are threatening. And the Braves, they defeated the Reds 5 to nothing today. Uh, so they win that series 2 to nothing, And the Cubs... And Marlins, that game has been postponed due to uh, some rain. Also going to get Cardinals and Padres at 6 o'clock tonight and Brewers-Dodgers at 9. So plenty of baseball if you're uh, if you're looking for it this evening. And then you can tune in tomorrow morning and, and hear us live and local from 9 to 6. Live and local. It's very exciting. And, uh, of course, you're right. You got uh, John Morris at 9. Followed by Game Time, Tom Barfield, Glenn Stretch Smith, and then, uh, boy, that uh, that noon to three UNR is always a good one. And then we take it home three to six. All right, Stephen, excellent evening, great performance by you today, especially given my my issues, car issues at the first of the uh, show today. But you handle it brilliantly, and then somehow, Stephen, somehow, with the grace of God. I figured out how to kind of get my car going again and made it home, and we presented quite a show today. Great to be with you. You'll hear a little bit more from Dave Aranda tomorrow, and you'll hear from the legendary Gene Stallings. want everybody to have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Good night, everybody.